Good morning and welcome to the 7am Bible. This is Paul Chapman and this is episode number 19. Thanks for joining us. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for a good night's rest. We thank you for waking us to a brand new day, refreshed. And we pray now for your Holy Spirit to guide us as we open your word together. And may we gain a blessing and food for our soul this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you've just joined us, we've been going through the life of Jacob. In our last episode, we looked at Jacob's first night in the wilderness. On the run from his brother Esau, alone and remorseful, he felt cut off from heaven. But to assure him of his presence, God gave Jacob a dream of a ladder connecting earth with heaven. Upon the ladder, angels of God were ascending and descending. We learnt that the angels are God's agents sent to minister for us who are the heirs of salvation. And the ladder, we learnt, was Jesus. That's what I want to talk about today. But before I do, let's finish reading about Jacob's dream. Remember, Jacob had so much longed for God's acceptance of him, as God had accepted Abraham and Isaac. And now, for the first time in his life, Jacob heard God's reassuring words of promise to himself. Let's read it. In Genesis 28, I'm reading from verses 13 through to verse 15. And behold, the Lord stood above it, that is the ladder, and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee. And will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Wow! This is the exact same promises that God had made with Abraham and renewed with Isaac, the first son of the promise. And now here God gives the same promise to Jacob. Note those words, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This was the words of the covenant promise in which God had assured Abraham that through his line of descendants, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, would come. And now God gives to Jacob an assurance of that reality. Not only would the land be his, but also the privilege of being the progenitor of the people through whom Jesus would come. Up until now, we had only heard the words, In thy seed all families of the earth would be blessed. But now to Jacob, God elaborates on how they would be blessed, namely a ladder that connects heaven and earth would be let down. You see, when Adam and Eve, our first parents, sinned, they cut themselves and our world off from the family of heaven. The whole human race was doomed to death. But in his love and mercy, God intervened. He cursed the devil and gave the first intimation of a saviour from sin. In Genesis 3 verse 15, we have these words recorded. And I will put enmity, which is hatred, between thee, that's the serpent, which is a symbol of the Satan, the devil, and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That's Genesis 3.15, as I said. Now, if you trace the word seed in this context through the Bible, it means the descendants of the faithful. 
but in particular it referred to the one descendant that would bruise the head of Satan. That descendant, or seed, is Christ, according to Galatians 3, verse 16. Now it says here, Now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So it's not in the singular, rather it's not in the plural, it's in the singular, to thy seed, which is Christ. Rather than see our world perish, you see, God sent his only begotten Son to save us. As soon as there was sin, there was a Savior. Revelation 13 verse 8 refers to Jesus as the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You see, sin divorced our world from God. But Jesus bridged that gap, and he did it immediately. He became the mediator between earth and heaven. He was the ladder that would connect us back to God. But it would not be without suffering on the part of Jesus. In Genesis 3.15, God said the devil would bruise the heel of Christ. This word bruise is the same word for what Christ would do to the devil, crush his head. But Christ would suffer a crushing agony for us at the same time. In Isaiah 53, a wonderful prophecy written about 700 BC, 700 years before Christ actually came to this earth, this prophecy was given telling us just what kind of suffering Christ would go through. Look at this. It says here, I'm reading from verse 4 of Isaiah 53. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised which is the word we read here in Genesis 3.15. It's the same word. He was bruised or crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him or crush him. He hath put him to grief, when he, thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. And that's reference to Jesus Christ. As the righteous servant, he would justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. That's Isaiah 53 verses 4 through to verse 12. A wonderful prophecy there of the suffering servant, the one who would come from heaven to earth to pay the price for our sins. All this was what the eternal Son of God suffered for us in his humanity. And in doing so, he won earth back to heaven. He won for us an incredible victory over Satan. 
He was tempted in our fallen human nature and won the victory. I covered that in episode 8. And then he bore that human nature to the cross, bearing the guilt for our sins and died for us so that we don't have to die eternally. He opened the way back to heaven. You know, Ellen White comments on this beautiful illustration of Jacob's ladder. She writes, The brightness from the throne of God beamed down upon this ladder and reflected a light of inexpressible glory upon the earth. This ladder represented Christ, who had opened the communication between earth and heaven. In Christ's humiliation, he descended to the very depths of human woe in sympathy and pity for fallen man, which was represented to Jacob by one end of the ladder resting upon the earth, while the top of the ladder, reaching unto heaven, represents the divine power of Christ grasping the infinite and thus linking earth to heaven and finite man to the infinite God. Through Christ, the communication is opened between God and man. Angels may pass to and fro from heaven to earth with messages of love to fallen man and to minister unto those who shall be the heirs of salvation. It is through Christ alone that the heavenly messengers minister to men. So that's, isn't that beautiful? Now, what made this ladder so significant? Well, can you imagine what it must have been like for the eternal Son of God, the one through whom the whole universe was created, to come down to this earth? Colossians tells us uh, in verse uh, uh, 16 and 17 of Colossians chapter 1, For by him, that is by Jesus Christ, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. So Jesus Christ is the one who created everything and he upholds everything. And now from that position of glory, he becomes or became a helpless babe in Bethlehem in partaking not just of Adam's nature, but of our fallen human nature with all its weaknesses and woes. That was an infinite humiliation for our Creator. Here's a thought from Ellen White on this amazing act of Jesus. She writes this, Think of Christ's humiliation. He took upon himself fallen, suffering human nature, degraded and defiled by sin. He took our sorrows, bearing our grief and shame. He endured all the temptations wherewith man is beset. He united humanity with divinity. A divine spirit dwelt in a temple of flesh. He united himself with the temple. The Bible says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, because by so doing he could associate with the sinful, sorrowing sons and daughters of Adam. Now that's from an article that Ellen White wrote in Youth's Instructor. Now, can you imagine this humility, the humility and meekness that Jesus displayed in, in uh, partaking of our human nature in such a way? You know, that's the character of God. That humility and meekness. That's why the psalmist wrote this in Psalm 37 verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. 
And the Apostle Paul appeals to us to let this mind or attitude be in us, this attitude of humility and meekness. He says, let this mind or attitude be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I'm reading Philippians 2, verses 5 through to verse 7 here. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. I want to share a, another beautiful thought here from Ellen White on this, uh, this act here. In assuming humanity, Christ planted the ladder firmly upon the earth. That, uh, the ladder reaches unto the highest heaven and God's glory shines from its summit and illuminates its whole length. While the angels pass to and fro with messages from God to man, with petition and praise from man to God. Through the divine nature, Christ was one with the Father, and by assuming humanity, he identified himself with man. In the vision of Jacob was represented the union of the human and the divine in Christ. As the angels pass to and fro on the ladder, God is represented as looking down with favor upon the children of men because of the merit of his Son. Isn't that beautiful? Now, this is the message that God communicated to Jacob in that one brief dream, in that simple illustration of a ladder connecting earth with heaven and angels ascending and descending upon that ladder. Because of the merits of his son, Jesus Christ, God looked in favor upon a repentant Jacob. That's the assurance Jacob needed. And that's the same assurance God gives to every one of us who come to him in repentance. Behold, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, is God's words to us. They were the words he spoke of Jesus and the same words he speaks to us when we come to in faith to Jesus or to him through Jesus. That too is the ground of our acceptance with the Father. And that ground is set firmly on this earth by the humanity of Christ, the promised seed of Jacob. And so let the earth be glad. I'm reading again from uh, uh, an article here by Ellen White. She writes this, Let the earth be glad. Let the inhabitants of the world rejoice that Christ has bridged the gulf which sin had made and has bound earth and heaven together. A highway has been cast up for the ransomed of the Lord. The weary and heavy laden may come unto him and find rest to their souls. The pilgrim may journey toward the mansions that he has gone to prepare for those who love him. You know, so in closing, let me share from Isaiah 35 verse 8, which is a prophecy of Christ's kingdom of grace that he would establish by his death for us. It says here in Isaiah 35 verse 8, And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men and women, that's you and me, though fools shall not err therein. That way is Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this meditation this morning. We thank you for these beautiful words of assurance to us, this ladder that you gave to Jacob in a dream, uh, the assurance that he was not cast off, that he was connected through Jesus to you. And we pray that we might realize ourselves that same reality that 
we are connected directly to you through Jesus. May your spirit comfort our hearts with this assurance, Lord, with this knowledge that you can dwell with us and abide with us because we come to you in repentance for our sins. So forgive us, Father, today. Accept us in thy sight, we pray, not because we are worthy, but because of Jesus and what he's done for us. So we pray all this in and through his name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the 7am Bible this morning. I hope you've enjoyed the meditation. And wherever you are today, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, take the Lord with you. Be careful, be prayerful, and have a great day. And I look forward to you joining me for the next episode of the 7am Bible. take my hand, lead me on, help me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am warm. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home.